it's get fitty with it that's all I could have for you guys today (laughs) I it was trying to find a song and create a song from that and uh yeah I am just too exhausted today that I literally could not so here we are but welcome back to the podcast of course like I said it is get ready with the podcast and I am your host Holly Stark Lockett I am so excited to be here and we actually have an interview today it is my first interview without my co-host Mary so it was very strange to do an interview without her uh obviously like Two weeks ago when I released the um, kind of announcement episode slash the intentions episode for June, I have done solo episodes before, so it wasn't like super strange to record that personally, um, but definitely having an interview and carrying the interview and, you know, just chit-chatting before and after, et cetera, with the guest, um, it was different without having someone there. Obviously, I, I still loved every second of it, but uh, it was just different. And you guys will hear it in the episode. Um, but there's so many times that I'm like, oh, yeah, we love that. Oh, yeah, we do this, me and Mary, you know, things like that. And I kept having to correct myself. And uh, thankfully, Teddy, our guest, or see, see, Teddy, my guest that I'm going to be sharing with you guys today. Um, you know, he he has known about the the transition of the podcast, been going through, et cetera. So you know, he was totally fine with my little mess ups there. But um, yes, that is to, to say that uh, we've got Teddy Woolsey on the podcast today. And he is, wow, his conversation was so fascinating. Hang on, I've got a cough. <laughs> oh my goodness. His conversation was so fascinating. I loved just like all of the like fun little things that like we had in common, like with gaming and growing up in Illinois and things of that nature. So that was really exciting to kind of find along the way of our conversation. Um, but I just, I truly felt like I learned so much. And I love that we talked about habits because habits are something that I know I have talked about so, so often on this podcast. And so it was really nice to, you know, talk to someone who has really been looking or not looking, but researching and working on habits and consistency and things like that for, for a long time now and, you know, teaches others to to do so. Um, so I won't go too much into it. We'll talk more obviously after the episode, but before we do dive in, since I only do obviously the every other week podcast as of now, um, I'm going to kind of change a couple of things around. So even if I do have interviews, I'm going to do like my little segments of favorites. Um, fitness in the news is a segment I'm going to cut for now, just because I feel like I don't always have a ton of fitness in the news. Uh, but I'm going to change that. We're going to do a habit check-in as another little uh, segment. So that way, even if it's not an intentions episode, um, which obviously there's only two episodes a month. So sometimes you guys also might hear intentions in like a guest episode, et cetera, depending on how like my schedule falls, except I keep saying, et cetera. Wow. Um, but so yeah, that's going to be a little different too. So we're going to do a little habit check-in and then I want to share like a quote of the week. So that way you guys have that quote to kind of move into technically like the next two weeks. But anyways, so with that being said, my favorites to start us off, I've got four quick favorites I wanted to talk through. One is a new song that was le- released by Hosier. I want to say it was like maybe two weeks ago, probably right after I recorded the last episode, I think. Um, 
but it is called Francesca. It's from his new album, which I'm so excited about. Um, but if you are a Hosier fan, if you feel like, I don't know if I know who that is, he was the one that saying, take me to church. And that would probably ring a bell for you. <laughs> Um, but I think that is that man is one of the most talented musicians and so this song is so good I just all the songs he's released so far for this upcoming album have been so good so I'm excited so that is my first favorite the second one is actually a throwback if you will Um, it's a show that came out in 2004 so it is not a new show by any stretch of the imagination but it is a show that is new to me because I have only ever seen maybe like one or two episodes before and that is the show Entourage from HBO Uh, my husband used to watch that show like when it was on and I knew like when we started dating and stuff like that, he watched it and I have actually gifted him early on in our relationship, maybe in the first like one to three, four years, um, like the Blu-ray set of Entourage seasons and then like the uh, movie that had come out and stuff like that. But I just have never really watched it. I knew, you know, some of the actors obviously that were in it, but so we started watching that recently as something that's, you know, longer, but like short episodes and just light and funny, et cetera. And, um, that show is hilarious like the first two episodes I was like okay it's kind of funny but I don't know um we're still not through season one and Brandon said it continues to get a lot better so it's just very like I said light and funny and just like that stupid early 2000s energy um and I love it (laughs) so that is my second one my third one which kind of goes in with my habit checking a little bit but I have been getting back into Peloton rides, guys. I know I have said it over and over again for a while, and then I'll do like one and then that's it. But I've actually been consistently doing cycling classes for, I think, the last two or three weeks now. And so I have been feeling really good about that. And I've been trying to do, you know, like two or three a week. Um, They range 15 to 20 minutes usually. And I've been hopping on right after work, which for me, I have never been a person who works out after work. It's been, that has always been really hard for me. And I mean, when Mary and I used to work together, when I was at the uh, company she's currently with, uh, there was so many times when her and I would bring our gym bags to go to the gym after work. And then, you know, what we would do after work is we would not do that. Um, so I'm so damn proud of myself for like actually doing it. Uh, and it's a nice way to break up the day too. Like I've been liking getting home, doing that little like short burst of, you know, workout. And like, sometimes I'll do like the low impact ones too. So it's not like it's always hit. Um, last week, particularly with 90 degrees, like every day, this week's supposed to be a little bit better. So some of those days I'm going to add in like more walks and things too, but it's so nice just to do like a 15, 20 minute kind of break up after getting off work, getting home and driving and I take a quick shower and then I start dinner and it's been, I've been really enjoying it. So I'm excited for that to continue. And so that's like, kind of, like I said, the first habit part there. Um, But then my last favorite, I just wanted to touch on is brown mascara. So I know that sounds probably funny, but I have always been since I have started wearing makeup and I don't know when I started wearing makeup, honestly, sixth or seventh grade, whatever. Um, I have always been someone who wore black mascara. It's always very, like very black, dark black, like always like that was my vibe. That has always been my vibe. And if you have never seen me, 
I am very, uh, I'm like a strawberry blonde. So I've got very, very light like eyelashes, etc. And um, so yeah, I've always done dark. And then I I was watching one of, I think it was Whitney Simmons TikTok, I want to say. That or her recent Get Ready With Me on YouTube. I really don't remember one of the two. But she was talking about how she made the change to brown mascara recently and how she's loving it. And it's just like making her eyes pop differently. And I was like, huh, I've really never thought about it. I've just always wanted because my eyelashes are like translucent just wanted them to be seen so I always went for the very black or the very dark or whatever and so I picked up a uh, brown mascara last weekend and I am loving it I love it way better than I like black black mascara I also feel like for me personally it smudges a little bit less like throughout the day maybe it's just like kind of got or like but I've been using a few different kinds of black ones and all of mine I always feel like smudge a little bit under my eyes like more than I would wish so yeah, that's just my little PSA for brown mascara. Um, so quickly, habit checking. And uh, like I said, movement's been really good. My other biggest habits, I'm going to actually pull up my habit tracker app. Give me one moment. Okay, so my other biggest habits besides movement is stretching, flossing, skincare, meditation. Those are all a daily basis. I do not have issues with any of those. <laughs> but my other like habits that I've been trying to build more frequently are getting outside, uh, whether that's literally just going for a walk, sitting outside or on the weekends, instead of being in my house, like making sure I'm getting out and going somewhere, etc. cetera, uh, creation. So leaving that open to video games, um, drawing, painting, whatever, coloring, etc. reading, um, gua sha, washing my face and Reiki. So those are like my biggest ones and reading. I will say I have a goal of usually about twice a week. I have been smashing that for the last 11 weeks, actually. <laughs> so I'm really proud of that. Um, getting outside, especially, I, I know I mentioned this a few episodes ago, but um, especially since I started at my new company and sitting outside a lot of times on lunch, that has been so helpful. So for instance, this week I was outside at some point or got out and went somewhere outside of just like work um six days and my goal is at least four a week and I have had a streak of at least four a week for the last six weeks which I'm really proud of um and then finally or I'm sorry no I've got two less and then I've got gua sha so like I said in my uh June intentions I've been I had been doing three times a week or plant or trying for, and I realized I was really hitting more of that two times a week. So this month I kind of went with that, you know, two to three times. And I would say I'm doing good because now I have that like two in my head too. And then finally Reiki, I always want to try to do two or three times a week. Um, this is something that I feel like I do usually only do once or twice. So like getting that third time is important for me. So yeah, that's my little habit check-in. But with that, let's go ahead and jump into the episode with Teddy. And then once we talk through it, we will end with our quote and gratitude. So I'll see you guys on the other side. I am so excited to have another amazing guest on the podcast today. We are joined by Teddy Woolsey. Hello, welcome, and very early good morning. Thank you for joining. Thank you, Holly. It's wonderful to be here. Awesome. So to get started, I want to just have you share a little bit about you. So tell us, Teddy, how do you show up in the world? Yeah, uh, well, I, I grew up in Joliet, Illinois. That is uh, just south of Chicago. And um, um, 
I was born to a blue collar family. They taught me a lot about hard work and uh, strong values in general. I find myself in New York these days, um, having gone from, uh, you know, degrees in religion to trying to find my world in business, uh, you know, relationship ups and downs, financial ups and downs, and really finding my place uh, from a from a uh, purpose perspective, also from a really from a, a developing my own sense of value. Um, and that's that's where I am today. But I, I live in New York City with my wife and our dog and, and soon to be second, as I mentioned to you before the call, we'll be adopting a second dog today, which I'm very excited about. And um, I, I work nine to five tech sales. And I also have the business that we are probably talking about today, which is Rebuild Fitness, uh, designed to bring simplicity flexibility and uh, really overall um, ease to fitness, diet, et cetera, to the, the average person like yourself and myself who are just trying to make it in this world and uh, you know feel good along the way. I love it. Two things I want to kind of go off of. One, did not realize you were from Joliet as me and Mary are both Illinois girls. I was just like, oh my God, he grew up so close to us. <laughs> no kidding. Which town? Uh, so I grew up in like the cornfields of Illinois, but, um, currently me and Mary are near like the Schaumburg area. Oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah. I'm very, very familiar. Well, so I, I spent my first 25 years there. So you can imagine, you know, oh. Naperville, Schaumburg, mm -hmm. the, the whole, you know, uh, Chicago suburbs and whatnot. But then I had, um, you know, my best friend went to ISU. So I spent a lot of time there. And then I went to, uh, Olivet Nazarene university for my university. Awesome. That is so funny. I have no idea. And all of a sudden you're like, Oh, look at that. Yeah, that's great. So are I you guys still in Illinois or? You... Yeah, we're both in still in the Schomburg area. So I grew up more like uh, west of Naperville, uh, like Cornfield, literally. Um, yeah. But we grew up in this area. And now, yeah, we're both still in this area. That's incredible. Oh, my gosh. Small world. But we, we probably know like uh, 20 of the same people. So right? I'll, I'll dig into that later. <laughs> awesome. Uh, the other thing, though, that you said that I did not know is that you work a, a normal nine to five and then have your business. So as someone who also does that, and obviously when I had Mary here, she, you know, was the same way. So I would love to hear a little bit about how you started the business and how you balance, because I know it can be very difficult when you're 40 hours for a company and then also have to devote so much time to your own thing. Yeah. Yeah. 40 hours is, uh, is funny. Uh, it's more like, it's more like 55, 60 these days, but, yeah. um, yeah. I, I, I see what you're saying though. Like where, where did it all get, it, it came from a sense of need or, or desire, right. To, to make an impact in this world, as I imagine for yourself as well. And, um, I had, I had a podcast in the past. I had a couple of them in the past, actually. So I have always had that, that need to sort of, um, teach if people say people have, uh, spiritual gifts. I feel like that might be mine. And um, so, you know, I've written before, I've had blogs, I've had, you know, uh, podcasts, you know, with my best friend with by myself, etc. And it, and that sort of flowed out of me. Now, during COVID, um, I, I had this overwhelming sense of, you know, fear when it happened, but also opportunity to spend a little extra time that I wasn't spending commuting uh, on something productive. So through researching and talking to friends of mine who had online businesses or uh, just getting in that connected into that world, I realized uh, the, the feasibility of creating something that is sustainable, um, that is impactful and in line with my core values, which is effectively to teach people fitness in a simple, manageable way and really demystify this, uh, you know, 
Is it hormones? Is it, um, is it really calories in calories out? Is it, you know, do I have to go to, you know, cycling class or is it, you know, do I really have to go do deadlifts? Like what, what, what does it take for a person like me in the, the life that I live with the responsibilities I have to progressively, but sustainably get to a place of, uh, of betterment, right. From a fitness and diet perspective and, and stay there. And that would really, I really became obsessed with that idea after I was, I was really influenced by Dave Ramsey, the, the financial mm-hmm. wizard or whatever you want to call him. Uh, I'm assuming you're familiar with, with him, but for those who are not, he's effectively uh, been on the radio for 35 years as an author. And he has this, this, this um, program called the seven baby steps where any, wherever you are on your financial journey, you just pick up where that step is and, and you carry it on and it'll bring you to, to wealth. I thought, my goodness, that is such a, an effective way to exact change in your life. And, and also um, it's, it's too simple not to work. Mm-hmm. So, so the, the short story version of that after the fact is that I, I got to work on building a, a program. Um, I have, I have that in action right now. And uh, it's been a very uh, wonderfully um, satisfying journey along the way to see the, the people that you can help uh, just with an idea and a little bit of hard work. I love that. And I like that you mentioned too, you know, it, it's so I think oversaturated in the media today that it is so hard for people to like know where to start. I know, thankfully, I have a brother that has degrees in nutrition and and wellness, et cetera. So I had someone to go to like right directly, but so many people don't. And when you look at the media, you're like, I don't know, am I supposed to be lifting all the time? Am I supposed to be doing all these hit workouts? Am I supposed to be not doing any of this? And I feel like for the for the average person getting started, that can be so overwhelming. And I could only imagine being back in that spot. So I like that you're really targeting like that group of people and like helping them move into finding what is good for them. Absolutely. There, there's plenty of folks out there that are specialists that can help with, you know, very specific problems, um, maybe range of motion, maybe it's going to be um, folks that are a bit more on the elderly side and, you know, need have special needs in that regard. That's not me. My, my place in this world is to help people who were in the position that I was a few years back where it's like, hey, I, I know, like, generally speaking, what to do when I go to the gym, like, but I don't have a program. I don't have like, I don't know what this is leading to. And I don't really know when I get stuck on something, if I'm like, oh, man, I'm not, I'm not losing the weight at the pace that I wanted to, or I'm, I'm kind of at this plateau of X, Y, and Z. Like, wh- what do I do? And, and why do I do it? You know, and I wanted to empower myself first on knowing those answers. And that's why I embarked on that journey of, of years of research, um, self-research, uh, I should say self-initiated research from industry experts, et cetera. And then I tried it, it worked. Uh, refined it and began teaching other people. And, and that that's what brought me here. But it's uh, to bring people that peace of mind to know that what they're doing is working and, and it's uh, and what to do when something, when you get stuck um, it's, it's incredibly uh, positive uh, for, for a lot of people. Definitely. And so what does it look like to work with you? I know for many other people we talk to, every client is going to be different, but just generally, if someone new is coming to you, what does that look like? Yeah, I have really two, main ways of going about this. The, the first way is uh, myself and my team, we are we have a one-on-one 
coaching program that is designed for daily contact, encouragement, motivation, but we're also going to design you a customized program that can be refined at any point in your journey um, that is designed for the gym or at home or whether you have weights or you don't, bands, whatever you need and whatever your goal is, we're trying to meet you where you are. Now, we do focus heavily on um, sustainable weight loss and then, of course, maintaining that uh, those results after the fact with a heavy bend towards standard strength training, as well as uh, mild cardio, mild cardio. I'm not a huge fan of, uh, of excessive cardio unless, of course, you enjoy that. Sure. But uh, the, the premise being is wherever you are in your life and you're just looking to understand the fundamentals, the 80% that you need to, to get there and to sustain it, um, that's where we are. That's what we teach. And that's uh, where we kind of walk alongside of you through that process. That's the one-on-one -on -one program. The other side is a kind of a do-it-yourself, which is going to be launched in about a month, where we are going to uh, create a workbook for you to follow step by step. That is including which workout to program, uh, which workout program to choose, and why, um, what diet to choose, and why, how to choose uh, your your weekly calorie intake macro breakdown, and why, and go forth and prosper. Right. That's that's the general premise because that's what I needed, especially. Uh, during those times where I felt very, very, very motivated. I just didn't know. Uh, I didn't know what to do or mm -hmm. why. I love that. And I think that's, so I like that, that idea of being able to kind of just pick up on your own. Cause I think if someone had the knowledge of what to do, that's a nice place where maybe they don't have as much time to dedicate, like working one-on-one -on -one with you and your team. So I like yeah. that you're kind of putting out that, that other option for people who are already kind of in this space per se. Absolutely. Like anything in life, we're all in a spectrum of, of willingness to do something. And that changes um, from, from day to day, right? You might feel extremely motivated to work with somebody and sign up and dedicate, you know, X amount of dollars and time to a, to uh, a program. And then, you know, the next week you're like, man, something changed in my life. You know, my kid got sick. I, I got to change jobs, whatever. And it's like, I, I, I still want to do this, but I have to do it on my own time and I need more flexibility. That's, that's where we come in. And we just want to, again, meet people where they are and where they are going to be in the future with that flexibility, um, but also with the true fundamentals of what is going to work. I'm not going to give you the fluff. I'm not going to, I'm not a prosperity preacher when it comes to <laughs> fitness. I tell you what it is. I tell you how it is. And um, yes, of course, there's motivation and encouragement along the way. I just want you to be empowered to embed this into your own life as it is. I love that. And um, kind of something that I think has been uh, throughout everything we've said so far is just the act of consistency for anything you, you need to be consistent to, to see changes and to have what you are working towards. So this is something that we've talked a lot about on the podcast. And ever since I read Atomic Habits last year, there's so much that I've implemented and that really just changed how I think about like building things. Uh, mm -hmm. I used to be a person of like, Oh, I want to start this thing. I got to do it every day for five minutes. And it's like, that is just unrealistic for majority of the people. And so I would love to hear kind of two parts. One, how has this journey looked for you building habits and building consistency, but also just for the everyday person, what does it take to start building consistency in their own life? Yeah. Great question. Great question. Um, I have a simple, but also sort of complex answer, like anything, <laughs> like anything in life. Right. Um, so the, most people don't know that the name rebuild fitness, uh, that it, it's an acronym that, that stands for something that um, actually explains my approach to fitness and nutrition overall. 
rebuild RBLD stands for reflect, build, learn, and do. Okay. Um, and it's a spinoff of the, um, uh, learn, do, teach. Uh, well, I think it's an old, uh, Eastern proverb, but the, the, the premise behind it is <clears throat> we often go into, uh, let's start with, with reflect, right? We often go into something like I need to be highly motivated, or maybe I am highly motivated today to do, uh, to lose 20 pounds. I'm really excited about this, et cetera, et cetera. And instead of looking at that as like, okay, you know what? I'm going to understand myself, understand kind of the, the ups and downs of my, my life. I'm just going to round peg, square hole, force this and make this happen. Well, we tend to go a little fast sometimes. We tend to, to implement unsustainable, like you said, unsustainable activities from the get. And then when we inevitably crash and burn, we feel as though uh, we lack self-worth, we lack the discipline, we lack motivation or whatever. The truth of the matter is we probably just didn't do a, an accurate assessment of what we actually wanted and what we were willing to do to get to that point. And uh, an example of losing 20 pounds, let's say within a month or something like that. Yeah, that's that's awesome. That's that's great. Um, it's a little bit fast from what I would recommend unless you're extremely obese and you have a lot to lose. Um, what I would recommend in a situation like that is to, to say like, hey, would it be more manageable and understanding for for your life as it is nine to five, you know, maybe kids or whatever responsibilities you want to go out sometimes meet your friends. Mm -hmm. Would it maybe be more realistic and sustainable to shoot for six months? And along the way, by the way, build some muscle so that when you, when you burn that fat, um, guess what's, guess what's underneath the fat. You've got a nice physique, uh, that now you're, you're more nimble, you're more flexible, uh, you're more agile, et cetera. And you, and you look better, you feel better in your clothes, right? So it's about, ref the, the first step is again, reflecting on, do I actually want this or do I want to want this? Those mm -hmm. are two very different things, right? So once we actually define what that is and, and set a realist, realistic goal, it's building a sustainable and realistic plan. And this is the step that most people skip, gloss over, or um, don't do properly, they buy a gym membership to the best gym in their town, um, but it's 25, 30 minutes away. Okay, the, the facility can be the most amazing thing in the world, but if you're not going there on a consistent basis because it's too inconvenient or you don't like to, then the workout's not happening, right? Um, you can get the most effective, uh, most optimized diet for your body type and all these sorts of things in the world. But again, if you don't like it, you're not going to stick to it and you're not going to get the results. There's a reason why so many people are absolutely jacked out of their mind from completely different workouts, completely different diets and lifestyles. So many, many ways to get to the same outcome. You just need to find it and build that plan into your life. That includes what time am I going to do this? And where am I going to do this? Actually setting a schedule ahead of time, right? So I can dig into that deeper, but that's the basic premise of build the plan, right? Of course, there's the learning aspect, which is a very simple component. Um, I have a, I have an arsenal of uh, very easy articles and and emails that I can send to, to clients that just give them the gist of here's how fat loss works, here's how energy balance works, here's how muscle growth works, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, where it's like as we as we're doing the work, we are learning what our bodies are doing, and then and research shows that that is the best, most effective way to learn. Finally, of course, the doing aspect. How do we establish consistency with all these sorts of things? That's where things like Atomic Habits, uh, books like that come in. Um, 
choosing a very strong and, and helpful network. Don't rely on the one that you already have because chances are if you're in a situation or you've been in a situation where you're feeling unwell, unhealthy, um, the, the people around you probably haven't elevated you, which is okay. It, it's not everybody's there to change your life for you, but lean on the people that you admire in that particular area of life, right? So relationships, um, media, make sure that you're changing your, your social media uh, channels so that you're being flooded with this, the same messaging that is reinforcing what you, what you need to hear. Um, and then of course, uh, uh, setting up that schedule, like I mentioned before. So I say all this to say, all of these things work in tandem, reflect on what you truly want, build a plan that works for you, not the most optimized that works for you sustainably. You can stay in the game, learn enough to understand why what you're doing is working. And then of course, do it. Just stick to it. Do these little things to, to ensure that your environment is continuing to support you. That is going to give you the best chance to establish long-term consistency in the area of life, of life such as fitness, such as diet, that uh, you can hope for. At any given point along the way, anybody, anybody can be super pumped, super, they can be driven by motivation alone. They can be driven by a really great process and that can, that can keep them in the game for years. But I'm, these four things, if you can find a balance between them, uh, you're going to have a really, really good shot at uh, consistency long-term. That's awesome. There's two things that I want to kind of riff off of. One that you mentioned is social media. And I, I like that you mentioned it because I think it's something that a lot of people don't really think of if they're thinking about like reworking and changing their habits. But as someone who has done this herself, I know both Mary and I have had spoken about previously, like on TikTok, for instance, we used to follow a lot of people and get a lot of on our for you page of people working out and like, oh, you got to do this every day, blah, blah, blah. And that's great. But at the same time, if that's not like your personal schedule, it can really bring you down because you're like, I'm not doing that. That's not what my schedule looks like. So for me, I really like reworked my for you page. And now I have a lot more just like positivity, like I love myself and I get to do this or I get to go work out. And it's just like the language changes. And for me, like seeing those differences has helped personally, how I think about my own habits, how I build my own habits. And so I love that you mentioned that because I think a lot of people would not think of that as being something that could like kind of derail them in a way. Oh, absolutely. That's a, that's a great point. I mean, when you think about, they say that the, you are the makeup of the five people you spend the most time with or something like that. Well, our phone is one of them. And, and whether we want to admit that or not is it's the truth. You know, what do we do when we get on the subway, we're heading to work. We, we, you know, we look down at our phone. What do we do when we're, you know, we're bored somewhere. We look at our phone and what's going to pop up is the, what the, the algorithm thinks that we want. So if you can stack the deck and, and constantly flood your brain with the same sort of messaging um, that's going to help you make those small decisions when um, you you have kind of a crossroads uh, in your life. Do I do I stay home? Do I do I do the workout? Do I um, I can give into this? Nah, you know, I heard this thing that really motivated me today. That was a really good point. And you compound those thoughts and, and it shapes your identity over the course of time. Which which by the way is one of the most uh, important um, uh, uh, evidence based aspects of seeing long term change. By the way, it's seeing yourself in a different identity or a revised identity of who you once were, because you can constantly look back at, you know, what you were before, maybe you were in great shape in high school and now you're not anymore, or 
you know, maybe, you know, you always see yourself as that, you know, the kid that was picked on in school or whatever. And it's like your self-worth, you have to change your identity. And part of changing that identity is flooding your brain with new messaging that you know is true and helpful and correct. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. Uh, the other thing that you mentioned too, that I wanted to just kind of briefly touch on is the learning aspect that you mentioned. Um, I know for me, I was someone who, as I tried to learn about things and wouldn't ask my brother, I typically found like the articles that were much too detailed and that I really didn't understand. And so I like that you mentioned you send articles on specific topics, obviously probably for whatever that client's working on um, to give them some of that knowledge. Cause I'm sure that you're picking out articles that are digestible um, yeah. as someone who's obviously trying to help people. And so I think that's such an important part as well, because I know at least in, in my friend group, a lot of us are similar where we'll try to look into things, but then it's like you look into things and it's just, it, it gets too complicated. So you back yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you don't actually take that time to learn then. So um, it's just more of like a little kudos to you of like providing that simplistic way for people to learn along the way. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I, I, I know myself and I know I, I love long form, but I know that like, I'm not always going to digest it on a regular basis. So it's like, okay, how do I meet people where they are with the most important, like meat and potatoes, <laughs> pun intended, of the of the substance that I'm, I'm trying to get across. So I, I try to write as many articles as I can um, or send out videos that I can that are short form. It's going to give you, you know, 70% of what you need to know to like, okay, let me plant that seed. I can digest that. I can actually understand that. And then the next time I hear something else, I can build off of that knowledge, right? As, as opposed to not getting off the ground at all. So appreciate the kudos. Yeah, of course. And you mentioned actually something in that last answer that I was going to touch on next, which is writing. I know that you do a lot of writing. You mentioned in the beginning too, of, of writing blogs and things like that. I'm a huge writer. I have, I have a master's in writing. So something nice. I just kind of pick your brain on, you know, every journey with writing same as fitness is going to look different so I'd love to hear a little bit more of how you got into writing and how you sort of have continued to fulfill that side oh lord it's a it's a combination of things but the first one is uh my, my brain is just always going I'm always thinking of things um and and I'm in there's a lot of inflow of information as well so it's like you have to have an outlet to get that out whether it's you know it's I'm talking my wife's ear off or and, and she she's can only take so much of that or you know, I only have so much time with my friends. So it's like, okay, I got to just get this outlet. So my process, generally speaking, is I'll have an idea um, and I'll, I'll just quickly write down like a few bullet points of, of what I think maybe the major sections or thoughts would be. And then and then I, I go and just add on to that research, bolster it, et cetera. And then I clean it up after the fact. But it's, it's typically from an overabundance of brain activity and thoughts uh, that I just have to get out somewhere. And by the way, the stuff that you guys are going to see on the website and whatnot, and my Instagram page, that's maybe 1% of what, what's going on in my head because I realized that, that you know, most of it's silly or it's, uh, it's not going to be an effective way to communicate to people. But that's my general process. I'm, I'm curious now to know what uh, yours is by comparison. Yeah, no, I like that. I like that a lot. I think what you mentioned about talking your wife's ear off, um, very relatable because I feel like my husband probably feels the same most of the time. Um, for me, I've, I've been recently I would say well I've always been more of a creative writer um but I have not done any 
like analytical type of writing in a long time. So for me, creative wise, though, I have a very similar like brain of always going and always like creating ideas and generating things. So I would definitely say it's similar in that way of like, I I just need to do something with it because it's it's, like continuing in here and I can't talk to everybody and, or you don't always want to hear it, which is, you know, acceptable and fine. <laughs> it is. And, and, and meeting, like understanding that like, Hey, like not my idea is not the most exciting thing to everyone else. And even, even if I heard this later in the day, at a certain point, I, I probably would be less interested because it's, you know, it's somebody else's idea, but yeah, it's, it's about, okay, how do I, how do I like get this constructive thought that might be unique or might be like a good reminder for people um, over and, over. and you never know if it, what's going to stick for who, how do I get this in a digestible form out to the general public who, who needs this information or has been looking for this information? That's really the, that's like what keeps me up and I, in general is how do I deliver a, a positive constructive message which i know to be true accurate and helpful to people who i know want to hear it but might not be willing to come to the table uh or the medium that i i i'm at so you know social media marketing you know as well as i do is extremely difficult um youtube etc so i started writing articles again um in with rebuild fitness because i was like you know what this is a way i can i can sustainably uh, um, get my content out there on my own time in the format that I want to, which is thorough. It's research based. That you can link, uh, um, you know, uh, you can link studies to it, etc. And from there, I do plan to uh, launch a YouTube series that is going to explain it in in audible form and video form as well. So we're in working on that in the background for everyone because I know YouTube, TikTok, Shorts in particular are very effective ways of getting uh, people's attention with positive uh, and constructive information. That's awesome. I like that you're you're kind of bringing in that other form too, because some people just also aren't visual learners. They can't read things and like pick up those concepts as well. So I like that you're trying to kind of base it for different learning needs. Um, Something else that I'm just curious as a writer, if you do, with having so much in your head, I know that I've also used writing as like a therapeutic tool of, I'm not going to share this with anyone, but I just need to get things out of my head. So that way I can one, understand them myself, but also just process through them so I can move on from these thoughts. I'm curious yeah. if you have a similar type of, of thing that you do for personal reasons. Oh my goodness. Um, yes. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, uh, I don't, I don't think we mentioned this, uh, on the call yet, but, um, you know, my, my big journey, I guess even prior to COVID and everything like that was, you know, dating back to 2017, 2018, where I was in a previous relationship that was failing. I was completely broke, $100,000 in in, uh, combined debt behind on my bills. And I I was just not earning enough to to even keep up with that. Well, I kind of had to come to Jesus moment where I was like, I I can't accept the standard of life anymore. And it was a very clear moment. I got out of the shower and looking at myself in the mirror. It's like, you know, the movie, movie screen where you're like, you move, you, you remove the, the steam from the window um, mirror and you're looking at yourself and you're like, oh, you this really become? Yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was like really that. And, and it's not like I was, you know, I was, uh, you know, on the streets or anything like that, but it was, it was, um, I knew that that wasn't the standard for me. And I knew I was more, ca- I was capable of that. And I wasn't proud of what I had allowed into my life. So that 
began a very quick turnaround journey to create a, um, a daily schedule and a very robust morning schedule where I woke up and I followed a routine uh, religiously. Part of that routine was journaling. Journaling, uh, I, I kept a journal for uh, almost every day for a year, especially during those really, really dark times where you kind of, you know, your relationship's falling apart. You think this is gonna be the person you spend the rest of your life with. And, you know, it's like, I, I, um, I don't know where to channel these feelings. I don't know how to even think about them constructively. So putting them on paper or digital paper in my case was very helpful to not only read back what I wrote um, in the moment and then in the future, but also to help me organize my thoughts quite literally. Mm -hmm. um, when you keep them in your head alone, or even when you try to explain them to people, there's so much misunderstanding that can happen. Um, I think there's just so much power in writing something down uh, from the abstract into the 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 constructive that um, can really be life changing if you're if you're consistent with it in general. Uh, I'm curious what you if you've had a similar experience in that way. Yeah, I would say I I've journaled on and off for a long time, but it was during like the height of, of my own mental health issues of depression, anxiety that I, I got into even more so and like learning how to like process through thoughts and things like that. And then I, I know for a while I strayed away from it. And since I got into therapy about a year and a half ago, it's something I've worked with my therapist a lot on, even if it's not like a daily thing of if you just have a lot going on in your mind, just grab your journal, just write it out, see how you feel yeah. afterwards. And that has been like such a useful tool for me because it's not always the tool that like you want to go to because sometimes I'm like, I don't want to think about this. I just want to get out of my head, <laughs> but that's way easier said than done. And I know it's not actually going to go away, but if I take the time to let it out, to feel into what it, whatever it is, then I feel like I can process and, and maybe not move on quote unquote from it, but I can move on to the next thing, at least for that day or that evening. Yeah. It's like a mini closure, right? Mm -hmm. uh, it, it, it allows you, to, like you, you said it very well, you can, you can move on to the next thing. And what happens for a lot of us is that we keep all of this in our gut. We keep it jumbled in our mind and nothing is, nothing straightened out. So it's sort of, it's just, it's just spaghetti, right? So it's, if you're able to refine or comb out the nuts, so to speak, on a few items a day, um, day after day after day. Soon enough, your hair is going to be straightened, and your your life will be will be more straightened out. Uh, that was a terrible analogy, but you get the point I'm trying to make here. Is 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 it takes that daily routine, or even it doesn't have to be daily. But it has to be a relatively consistent routine, which is why I'm so big on scheduling these beneficial activities and tying them together in, in a, in a com contained space or even a time space. I used to do it in the morning where I would wake up and I followed, I think it was Hal, El Hal Elrod's uh, schedule um, from Miracle Morning where you start in silence or meditation, you recite affirmations, uh, visualize your future, exercise it can be these can all be for 30 seconds or 30 minutes whatever amount you want I, mine was like a total one hour routine um exercise you can read uh yeah read and then write write is the final piece and um i i really contribute a lot of my turning my life around uh to to that routine and that consistency because it allowed me to as we as we were kind of mentioning kind of comb out the knots 
mm-hmm. see my life for what it was and consistently feed myself with the messaging um, positive, like kind of hormonal balance or uh, rebalancing and recentering um, day after day after day after day. And it wasn't just this all or nothing. I did this for a week and I feel great, but then I'm going right back to my old ways. It's like, no, I was consistent about these things that I knew added value to my life. And I, it energized me to go out and do the things, work harder at work, build my sales portfolio, get to the gym, and quite literally change my circumstances, finances, uh, my body, my relationships, et cetera. And I, I know this is one point I wanted to make sure that I, I touched on because we can often get caught up in the, the idea of feeling better just by feeling it, right? Just by like, if I just channel this energy or these thoughts, I can, I can feel better alone. It's like, well, yeah, that, that is true. We can change our brain chemistry through meditation, through the, these sorts of things, but that's just a piece of the pie. You literally have to change your behaviors to change your outcome, which uh, is going to then better sustain uh, your, your mental health overall. Things like uh, j- just things like therapy, meditation, which I'm a big fan of and I do myself, um, they are extremely important, but they're not everything. So that's why you exercise all the time, right? That's why you have relationships. That's why you read books and you do the work to <laughs> build this person that you can be proud of at the end of the day and you can sleep well at night. I think that's just something that a lot of people um, skip over or gloss over sometimes. Um, and unfortunately, I hate to put it in cold, hard terms, but we have to do the work to become a different person, to feel like that person. Definitely. It, a lot of people like to gloss over the, the doing the work part, but you're not going to ever like break through it if you don't do it. <laughs> yep. Break. You're not going to break through it if you don't do it. Yeah, I know. I said that. I was like, like man, that was good. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> I like a good rhyme. It worked. <laughs> um, you were talking about the routine that you built when you were kind of like moving through all of this. I'm curious to know, now, in the current state of, of Teddy, with mental health, et cetera, what are like your main go-tos now aside from fitness and journaling? Are there any other ones that you always go to? Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, that's a really good question. Um, so yes, I have those two. Um, I'm very dependent on um, diversity of importance. And what I mean by that is you've got your exercise, which has been proven to not only benefit your, your body, but it also is, uh, extremely effective with mental health, um, uh, brain chemistry wise. Um, I have very strong, very trusted relationships that I have fostered over the years and continue to foster. Those are old and new, right? I, I continue to invest in those and, and, uh, I don't shy away from social interaction, uh, too often. I do it when I need to, and I need to recharge on my own, mm-hmm. but I, I, force myself to go out, have a drink, have, have, uh, have fun with friends where otherwise I would have been like, oh, I just want to kind of go home and play video games, you know, mm-hmm. um, which you and I were talking about <laughs> is another outlet of mine. I tell my wife all the time, I, I need this. Like I need, you know, 30 minutes, 45 minutes after work. Uh, I'm working seven to seven most days, like just give me that. And then I'm all yours. Uh, if you have that balance of, eating right, exercising, relationships, um, um, feeding yourself with uh, positive, edifying information through books, podcasts, et cetera. Um, And then of course that me time, Uh, that's a really good portfolio of happiness right there. That's a Mm -hmm. really good one. And I think a lot of us just kind of lean into one, maybe a little bit too much, whether it's, 
I'm, I'm all about being a parent. I'm all about being a spouse. I'm all about being maybe, maybe fitness. You know, I'm all about like just the gym and eating right and positivity. It's like, okay, that's not a complete person though. Yeah. What happens when you need to uh, be a good partner? Uh, what happens when it's time to go to work? Um, that you need to being a well-rounded person is the, the, my best quality. And I know that I'm, I'm saying that like no shame at all. I know I'm extremely well-rounded and I worked my butt off to become one. I didn't just happen to be one. So if anybody's feeling dissatisfied, there's a chance that they are feeling inadequate in one or more areas. Fitness just happens to be one of those primary areas that we can teach you how to become proficient, get that area of your life locked down in a consistent, sustainable, and progressive way. And then once you have that, it's going to be easier to build on and move to that other area of life to become a more well-rounded, more satisfied, and proud person in general. I love that. I was literally just talking about this in therapy with my therapist last week of, I have been kind of having um, like a, a routine, if you will, at the end of the day of just reflecting on the day and, and thinking about like, do I feel fulfilled? Is there anything else I can do today to make myself feel more fulfilled? Um, and it doesn't have to be like a, a million things all of a sudden to do, but I've been kind of in this space as I've gotten older of, it's not just about work and cooking dinner and, and this and that, but it's about like, how can I b- bring in conversations, you know, with my friends? How can I bring in more time with my spouse? How can I bring in that 45 minutes of gaming? Because that's going to allow my creativity to just go a different direction than I've had all day at work, et cetera. Yeah. So I really like that you mentioned that because it's something that I've been very focused on personally. That's awesome. So uh, was it Abe Lincoln, I think, who said, whatever you do, be the best at it? And uh, I thought that was really cool. And a lot of people think of that just from an occupation perspective, but I think of that in terms of everything. You know, I had a, I had a really good heart to heart with my sister who, you know, growing up, we, we were very close as, as kids. And then, you know, I became a teenager and then we, we sort of drifted apart mostly because of me. She's very family oriented. I'm very individualistic. And we had a really good heart to heart about how, you know, I want to be, I, I want to be more, um, communicative with you and have a longer where we spend more time together, et cetera. But I, I also know that I don't, I can't do that in the way that you need me to. I'm just not built that way. And I, I, I'm not, it's not just you. It's, it's anyone in my life. I spend very little time with everyone. And that's how I keep my balance is when I'm with you, I am with you. And I have, we have the best time, best conversation. We pick up where we left off. And I feel like, I feel like we have, we always have like create great memories in those moments. But as far as daily communication, I, I can't meet that. So the reason I bring that up is because it's important for ourselves to, to, to know ourselves and to forgive ourselves for what we're never really going to be, if that makes sense. We, we kind of always look forward. We always look forward, like, what, what am I lacking? What am I, you know, how can I be, um, how can I be the best brother and spouse and this and that it's like yeah 100 like let's continuously do that but there has to be this also this level of acceptance i think you're alluding to here this level of acceptance of like hey i'm getting there but i have to enjoy it while i'm here as well and i I also can't continuously apologize for not being in that perfect form of whatever area that i'm taking on right now that's 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 a losing battle for anybody and also by the way if I am like that, you're definitely not going to get the best version of me and that, that nobody wins in that situation. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, kind of 
to start to wrap things up, two questions yeah. that we always like to ask. We, as if Mary's still here, going to eventually correct my, my own. <laughs> um, it's totally okay. Us. Big part of your um, life. I totally get but, that. Uh, I, I, me and Mary both always had a signature question. So I'm keeping hers in because I always loved her question. So what is a media or maybe a couple of medias that you've been consuming recently that you feel like everyone could, should consume, whether it's a podcast, book, TV show. And we like to kind of open it. Like it does not have to be an educational resource. If there's like a trash TV show that is just fulfilling you, like <laughs> by all means, you can share that too. <laughs> Oh, that's great. Um, I'm going to start with the educational and go with um, Dr. Lane Norton. Follow him wherever he is. Uh, he, he goes by BioLane. That's his company's name. Dr. Norton is, he's actually from Illinois, I believe, uh, if I remember correctly as well. So I kind of, I don't know, maybe that's why I vibe with him off, off the <laughs> bat. But he is really this, like, he's a very passionate, very, like, obsessively evidence-based um, uh, fitness coach. He, he specializes in, in uh, bodybuilding and, um, and in general, but he does a lot of really great work of breaking down the complex new studies, uh, existing studies, meta, meta analyses, and translates them into actionable ways that we can live today, right? So like about fat loss, muscle growth, hormonal imbalances, um, how things like diet sodas and aspartame affect us or how they don't. And he, he has this thing every Friday where he like kind of calls out the BS of, um, of like self-proclaimed experts in the field uh, of what is good for us, what's not, what's bad for us. And he, he always shows the evidence. I think that's a great person to have in your arsenal when you're feeling really confused about, oh my gosh, like there's this really sensational article or video that just came out that said like, I shouldn't eat, you know, turkey anymore because it's, you know, it's got 10 times the toxins in it and blah, blah, blah. He'll explain why. Uh, that that's a very misleading uh, or why it's accurate uh, article or whatever it may be. He's, ex I, I can't tell you how much he's been to me in my life. And, and, you know, I, I hope to God I can meet the guy someday because he's just really, really effective. So bio lane, Dr. Lane Norton, um, as far as trash TV, I can give you plenty. I am just an absolute sucker for like the reality TV shows on Netflix, you know, anything by Nick and uh, Vanessa Lachey. I it's, it's, I feel ashamed to admit it, but I can't I stop it. watching that stuff. I just can't. It's awful. So funny. We all have our own things, you know, it's fine. <laughs> With that said, I guess maybe a more relatable thing is I, my, my wife and I are obsessed. We've probably seen almost every major true crime documentary there is um, in the hundreds. And I, I can tell you about all of them. So uh, if you ever need some true crime documentary uh, recommendations, I got you. Now I really wish Mary was here because that is like her game. She is like one of those people who there's a new like a new crime documentary or podcast and she's like binging it. I am always interested in that stuff, but I have a very um overactive imagination in terms of like all of a sudden I think like a killer's in the house type of thing. So I've learned to have I have to be a little careful sometimes with that consuming certain things. But yeah. she is like so up that alley when I remember we first met we were working at a bank and she it was like when one of those first big true crime podcasts came out and I remember she was like binging it so hard and she's like, I just can't stop listening to it like and I was like okay that's weird oh man <laughs> it's I, such it's, a phenomenon now like all of this true crime stuff I love it it really has it kind of kicked off with the serial podcast I think um that's what and, it was. And yeah I mean that that just captured the entire nation and and 
from there, I was like, whoa, what is this? Sword and Scales is a really good one. That's a really dark one as well, by the way. So I wouldn't recommend that you, you listen to that. Um, but for those who are into it, Sword and Scale has got hundreds of episodes and they're so well told. It's very well narrated, kind of like old time radio vibe. You know, he's oh. got like a really kind of interesting voice that tells the story very well. Um, that's that's probably the number one right there. But yeah, I could go off on days uh, for days about that. But if you want to check out more like true, maybe true crime stuff that's not so dangerous, you know, you got like Tinder Swindler uh, and things like that, where just people are kind of like con artists and whatnot, mm-hmm. but nobody, nobody's murdered. Yeah, helps. I got to sometimes be a little more on that page. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Those are more interesting than they are scary, I would say. Exactly. Um, and my signature question I always like to ask our guests is what are three things that you are incredibly grateful for today? Oh, man. You, that is a great, you, you, you got some good questions here. Um, I am very, very grateful to be able to live in one of the most major cities. Uh, I live again, New York city. Um, I, I walk around the streets and I'm just like, how few people ever in history will ever be able to experience like living in New York city, having expendable cash, right? I, I earned that money, but at the same time, like having a little money to spend, and with your family and just go back home, enjoy your surroundings. It's a, it's a wonderful, wonderful, amazing life. And I, I don't deserve it, but I, I'm going to enjoy it every step of the way. So I love living in New York City. And I'm grateful for that. Um, I'm also very grateful to, for my family, um, my, my wife in particular. Uh, I, I just, I can't tell you enough or your listeners, you know, as, as you're married as well, how important it is to have a supportive wonderful um just loving partner who you can kind of you can kind of riff with and joke with but also at the same time it's just like always got your back if you're an ambitious person you care about like you got yourself sustained you're good having a really supportive partner is just so wonderful so i'm really grateful for her um and i I don't tell her that enough so i should i will after this (laughs) and then uh the third would be, I'm very grateful to be able to work. I don't know what the next five to 10 years are going to look like with machine learning, artificial intelligence, and, you know, the way the, the global economy, who, who knows, who knows what's, what the world's going to look like. I feel so fulfilled to, to have, you know, a, a hard day's work done to earn a paycheck and to be able to go out and live my life freely. Um, it, it's it's something that we should never take for granted. And uh, I hope we never have to. I love that. I love that. And so my very final question for you is where can listeners find you? And is there anything that we can expect next? Yeah. Um, so Instagram would be the great, probably the best hub right now at Ted Woolsey. So at T-E-D-W-O-O-L-S-E-Y. And uh, I also there's a link to my website there, which will be my central hub. But what's coming next is uh, there will be the uh, the Baby Steps program. I, I'm still working on the name right now for Rebuild Fitness in which you would be able to uh, purchase a completely do-it-yourself program, step-by-step how to, uh, how to exercise, how to diet, how to um, calculate for macros, everything you need, how to even schedule your day and your week. And to um, basically bolster your chances at success, I am obsessed about it. I am working on it diligently, and I, I hope to have it for you very, very soon for your um, exercise and fitness pleasure. 
I love it. And as always, we'll have all of Teddy's links below so you guys can click down them in the sub subscription box. I can't speak. I meant in the <laughs> description box. <laughs> but oh my goodness, thank you so much for joining me. And thank you for the sharing your knowledge. And, and I think a lot of what we talked about with like consistency and habits is going to be so beneficial for people to hear. So thank you for expanding on that more so. Uh, thank you for having me on. You're an amazing host in person. And um, I'm definitely going to go right after this and check to see who, who we're mutually connected with now that I know that we're hailing from the same area. <laughs> I love it. So yeah, like I said, that was such a good episode, such a fun conversation. And I hope you guys just really took away some like concrete things, um, you know, to start building more consistency in whatever you want to be building that consistency in. So you know, as we talked about, well, we talked about a lot, but um, I'll have all of his links below and so that way you guys can like check out his Instagram and his website, et cetera. I feel like if you are someone who has a good basis, that new program he was talking about, that's kind of like the do-it-yourself one will be really beneficial for you. But if you are not the, you know, gym baddie or know a lot that's okay too like he said he has his one-on-one -on -one type of coaching as well so a lot of options that I would definitely recommend um the approach he just takes to fitness and health is so so much like my own and so like well-rounded as he talks about so I love that um and so to wrap up this week's episode like I mentioned I want to do a quote of the every two weeks <laughs> so this week's quote comes from the book that I raved about um, a handful episodes ago, Dear Self. It's a poetry book by uh, Patience Tamara. So the quote is, within your body lies all that you need and desire. There is no need to seek it elsewhere. I'll read that again. Within your body lies all that you need and desire. There is no need to seek it elsewhere. Let that sink in. Within your body lies all that you need and desire. There is no need to seek it elsewhere. So good. And my gratitude this week is for that book. I am still loving it. I still just read sometimes like one or two, you know, pages a day and that's it. But I definitely would recommend picking it up or downloading it or renting it from your library, etc. Again, that was Dear, Dear Self by Patience Tamara. I think that's how you say the name, uh, her last name, but. Um, yeah, with that, that is this week's episode. And as always, if you have questions or want to reach out, you can find me at uh, on Instagram at getfittywithitpod, or you can email at getfittywithitpod at gmail.com. But I will be back in two weeks. Like I said, we do every two weeks now. We, I mean, I. So the 19th is when I will be back checking in with you guys. But until then, I hope you have a beautiful, beautiful couple of weeks and I'm sending you so much love. Mm -hmm.